Hey, uh, sorry I'm so late. I just got back from my new job and uh, man, I am exhausted. I forgot what how hard it is to like have a job. We were supposed to record like, uh, yeah, we were supposed to record like an hour ago. So I guess. That, yeah, I'm sorry. Listen, um, <laughs> if you had a job, yeah. you'd understand, but you don't have a job as hard as mine is. And actually, if, if you, you don't mind, I have a quick question for you. Uh, if I'm sorry and I apologize uh, were peppermints and... Yeah, for sure. Hey, what's 48 divided by 8? It's 4. <laughs> 4 something? It's 4 okay. something. 4 okay. and... Four. Um, it's 4... It's 4 and 2. It's 4 D2. It's 4 2. It's 6. Okay. How did you four do that? Point two, six. How did I do it? I took a stab and then I figured it out from there. It's um, okay. There's a. How did I divide forty-eight by eight? Yeah, I can't do long division, and my job is actually kind of requiring me to do long division, and I don't know. What? What? What's your new job? What are you a rocket scientist? <laughs> no, I and I don't wish that I was. No, you've been so secretive you. about this new job. Yeah, well, you told me not to ask. I told you not to ask. I said, Ben, if you fucking ask one more time what this job you're trying to get is, I will really hurt you. But you keep asking bad. me for you keep asking me these weird questions. <laughs> what's forty-eight divided by eight? You asked me what was the uh, what's the um, Battle of the Bulge? Yes, you asked me what was the Missouri Compromise. You said yes. <laughs> you yeah. asked what you asked me what the the other day. Me and you were doing um we were doing whippets in yeah. the, <laughs> oh my god that was at, so fun right behind the uh the behind the dairy queen dairy queen yeah there used to be a pizza hut yeah and, which is kind of a funny restaurant because it looks it like looks a like a pizza hut, hut. when you're, if you're going up queen. to it if you're going up to it and you can't read or see the top of it <laughs> it looks like a yeah and pizza. a lot of people are in that situation um, and um, it was you a pizza me, hut that looks like a Dairy Queen, but you're the king of doing whippets behind it. You asked me what the powerhouse of the cell was. Yeah. And then you started furiously texting after I told you that it was the mitochondria. <sighs> yeah. So I guess I can come clean about what's going on here. I got a job. And it's really, I think you're actually going to find it quite impressive. Um. I am Are you the new hamburglar? <laughs> no, and I do wish that okay. were the case. Because that but would impress me, but go on. I think this might more. Okay. Um, I am a tutor, and not just any tutor. I am tutoring young Sheldon on the set of Heroes University. You're a, you're a tutor? Yeah, me. <laughs> a tutor. Like the job. Anne Bolin, the other Bolin girl. Yeah, the I guess. Sex and, and intrigue and drama. Yeah, and like no if, if that's, I, I don't know those names, but I assume they were like teachers or something. It's kind of like that, but on a set instead of in a classroom. What is young shit? Well, they filmed that show on a set for five glorious dramatic seasons. But what does young Sheldon have to do with the tutors? 
I am his, like, it's like I'm a teacher for him specifically. You can't teach. Oh, my God. Oh, that's the funniest shit I ever heard. Holy shit, dude. Why is that funny? You're a teacher? Yeah. You don't know anything, dude. Oh, Uh, my God. That's so funny. I I know um, a man, a plan, a canal, Panama, and that's actually kind of what clinched the job for me. They were like, hey, what's like a thing about history that you know? And I said that. And then they're like, you got the job. Yeah, you you only <laughs> yeah you only know that because that was the because I texted you and s- said, "Hey, can you send me a fact <laughs> about history?" Because <laughs> you asked me for that. That was the only reason yeah. you knew that. So thank you, I guess. In the, a way, thank you. What did you get on the What did you get on the uh, the SAT? Uh thirty two. <laughs> that's really. That's you mean the ACT? You got a thirty two no. on the SAT. No, I got a 10 on the ACT and a 32 on the SAT. <laughs> I didn't even know that you could get single digits on the SAT. Like, I thought it was all in 10s and 20s. So well, 32, 32 is, is really... Three when, tens. When they gave you your score back, was it computer printed or did someone make like a handwritten note on the thing that they sent to you there was a handwritten note because they said <laughs> that we've actually never gotten a score quite like this before and did they um, send you we, a gift card and with it? the head of the sat wanted to like correspond with me directly did they send because i remember because when we were in high because when we were in high school i remember you took me to <laughs> yeah when we went to high school red right? lobster you said i have a hundred dollar gift card to red lobster and i <laughs> and i asked you where you uh got it yeah and you said, let's just say a little birdie sat on a on bench, my on bench. my windows bench and gave it to me. Yep. And that's, and that's that secret unlocked. So we've and unlocked you insisted two that we ordered 32 today. of everything. Yeah, I ate 32 Cheddar Bay biscuits. It was a big, it was a big problem because it was only 100 But I had already card. drank 32 pina coladas and that's why. And that was actually because, and now we can't, we're not, we haven't been allowed to, I'm still banned from that Red Lobster because we walk because of. We, I'm banned from all Darden restaurants. Darden. Darden um, Restaurant Group. I'm bar- ba- barned from all their restaurants. <laughs> and when they barned you from them, was that a? How long did you have to stay in that barn? Thirty-two days. Uh-huh. Of course. So sort of poetic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so is young Sheldon? Is our young Sheldon learning? Uh, I'd say so. He's practically teaching me. You gotta take a side. You know what makes me really sick to my stomach? What? It's watching you stuff your face with those hot dogs. If you see me coming, you better run because I'm gonna lay you the fuck down! Nobody, I mean nobody, puts ketchup on a hot dog. Smells like courage. Hello there, Hero Heads. You are listening to Please Save Me. Please Save Me is the official recap podcast for television's number one show. We're talking about the greatest show on earth. And I'm not talking about the greatest showman on earth, Hugh, uh, Hugh Jackman. You're gonna, if you want to listen to the Hugh Jackman, greatest showman on earth, the greatest showman uh, recap podcast, that's me and Sarah's other podcast 
that's, do you want to tell them about that one? So this is, I'm Ben Flores. I'm one of the hosts of this show. This is Sarah Black. Sarah, Thank Hello. you. Yes. Hi, I'm the other host of the show. Um, and our other podcast about the greatest showman on earth is called Showgirls. And you can find <laughs> it only on Apple Podcasts exclusively. We're getting paid by Apple to recap the movie The Greatest Showman on Earth, starring Hugh Jackman. I'm, ben, I'm we, so excited to he- I'm be not here on today. That one. That's Sarah. And I've just produced that one. Right. The host of yeah. that one is you and uh, Anna um, Kendrick. Yep. That's so right. So she check brings that a unique perspective to everything she does. Mm-hmm. And this is a podcast about TV's number one show, has been famously said um, recently and also a million times before, which is why it's famous. But this is the show called Chicago Heroes colon Heroes University. It is a spinoff of Chicago Heroes, which ran for four seasons, and then an intern lost all the rest of the seasons on a bus, and then they reshot a new show called Heroes University, which is where people learn to be heroes. Heroes aren't born, they are taught. Take me to school, I'll study like a student at the library. Yep, that's right. So I just came up with that. That's really good. (laughs) It is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay so now That's it sounds really like good. you're backing off of well i did i thought you maybe you be more humble really about it i thought you'd be more um, humble in your i actually response. think it's quite good and if you give me another thing if you gave me another place i could do one for that too okay um biblioteca <laughs> okay okay <laughs> take me to la biblioteca all uh, I'll read a libro and la. Um, como, como un bookworm. <laughs> so something like that. I was That's thinking something really more like, good. I was thinking something more like, you know, take me to Arby's, I'll eat a beef and cheddar in my car on the way home. Or okay, in you my, wrote that and you actually sing that on every podcast. So this isn't off. Lot. This isn't off the top of your dome, though. This is what but you I'm do on every episode. I'm always trying to improve that one. You see, I even just made an improvement just now. Before, <laughs> I had it in the car on the way home, and then I just, I just, just, ed- just revised it. I'll eat a beef and cheddar in lot. the parking lot. And I still think that I could get the syllables better on that one. You know? Yeah. Um, oh, down, oh, down. And I've never done the, I've never come up with the other part where Hozier goes, um, the, the verse, basically. I've only ever done the, <laughs> the chorus. I've been working. I've been trying to write a verse for it. My bun's got onions. <laughs> it's a, but see, the only thing that rhymes with onion. Well, you know, the only thing that rhymes with onion. There's two things that rhyme with onions. Funyun. And I just thought of another one. Chunyun. <laughs> Funyun and Chunyun are the only two things. Um, a Chunyun is what my youngest brother he really likes onions uh and he i think this was more to piss us off than anything like this could not have tasted good but he would like take like a big slice of onion and put cheese on, on it and just like eat it as a snack it's and a he cheesy it onion a chunion yeah my bun's got onions put some cheddar it's a chunion. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. Wait, Something so what's like the other that. word that rhymes with onion? There's bunion. Oh, I said that. After chunion. You came up with oh, chunion Oh, and first. actually what I was saying was bunion like the thing on your feet, but what you were thinking was like Paul bunion. So we actually... It's a coming at four now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. My bun's got onions. Uh, Taller than Paul Bunyan. Taller than Paul Bunyan. <laughs> Paul Bunyan is a legend, right? He's a he's a tall tale guy. Tall guy. Yep. He's Babe the big. Blue Ox. It's um, more famous than Paul Bunyan. More legendary than it's too long. My bun's got on. It just is the bun really tall. We're trying to. It doesn't and Funyuns doesn't work. Chunyuns, Bunyuns. Um, so we'll keep working My on this got one. Onions. My feet have bunions. It's I was born sick, but I love it. Command me to be well. A amen, amen, amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been taken. The fries are curly, but I love it. <laughs> the fries are curly, but I love it. It should be and I love it. And I love it. But the fries you, are. You don't cur- love them despite being curly. The fries, well, I think it's a little bit of an unexpected kind of a turn to the song if you say that the fries are curly, but I love it. Um, it's not good. Did you say, but I'm loving it? Um, kind of as like a, <laughs> like a fuck you to McDonald's. Or even we could replace the amens with bot, 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 bots. The fries yeah, are curly okay. and I'm loving it. <laughs> and then he says, Take me to the golden arches. I'm bowing down at your Ronald McDonald. And I'm Grimace and I'm also the Hamburglar. And I'm also the other guy, the Mayor McCheese. And I'm also and so the other just, guy, the just Chicken a, Nuggets. We veered. Into the and the McDonald's could work better because I love the I'm loving it and I love the ba da ba ba ba's for the amen yeah. so much that I actually feel maybe we just shift the whole song take me to McDonald's yeah new concept I think it's I think it's take me to McDonald's um, yeah where the buns don't have onions so all that work to come up with the rhymes for onion the is buns just, have seeds. They've got seeds, so that's a whole different set of rhymes. And what rhymes with seeds? Well, not hmm. chunyun. And so, maybe cheeds does. And so, we could have got to use cheeds now. Yeah, my little brother used to take a handful of just like sesame seeds and put, put cheese some on shredded it. cheddar on it. Um, Tell me about how you felt about this week's episode of boy. Chicago Heroes oh, Calling oh, oh, oh. Chicago <laughs> University. How did I feel about it, Ben? Hmm. Uh, shall I compare thee to a summer's day, uh, hot, um, sweaty and it's getting hot in here. So put on a TV show. That's right. Yeah. It was, it freaking rocked. I couldn't get enough of it. Um, could watch it a million more times and probably will at some point in my life. Um, I want it playing as I walk down the aisle at my wedding. It's the best show of television. It's the best episode of television I've ever seen. What did you think? Might as well be walking on the sun. That is how I am feeling right now. Uh, does not get any better. Does not get any better than this. I mean... Yeah, 
Wow. You know, I, I think um, it's, we're on the record as being a, a little skeptical of the uh, reboot um, of Heroes University. We were really excited by the trailer, but also kind of like, wow, what happened to the old cast um, that we love so much? Uh, I think this put any any lingering doubts uh, six feet under. They're dead. Um, the doubts are dead. So... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm coming great. around. I missed a funeral to watch the episode this week. Um, so whose funeral? Um, it was uh, it was um, Johnny Cash. Oh yeah, was, I missed that on, too for my job. Yeah, we had it on from your jo- uh, for I your job. To, yeah, I missed it because I had to teach and tutor. Yeah, so actually that worked out okay because you and I had a appointment Suicide on the pact. calendar to, to watch the Johnny Cash the DV, um you had got a DVD of Johnny Cash's funeral and um, we had a pact to basically watch that and kill ourselves at the same moment that they put him in the ground. Um, so it's probably good that we missed that. We open on the first day of class on campus. So we have had move-in day. We have had the big homecoming game, which, you know, our heroes finally won for the first time in decades. Um, and so it's the first day of uh, class on campus. It's, you know, the, the mood is amazing. You know, people are ready to learn. These kids are settling in. And there is the big gun safety seminar that is required every year. So if you're a hero, you've got to know how to use a gun. And um, there's a huge class that they are all required to take. And then, you know, even if you're a senior, you have to take it again because that's mm-hmm. sort of kind of the core to um, your uh, education as a hero. You've got to know how to use that gun. So... It's kind of interesting to me, you know, when I saw that, because it's here's university, right? We've got, you know, our main cast. We've got a, we got one guy, um, you know, we've got Jack, we've got um, Kiefer Sutherland, right? And he's, he's, you know, in uh, security studies, you know, he's studying to be, to work for the counterterrorism uh-huh. unit. Um, Juliana Margulies though she's studying to be a lawyer right you know melissa mccarthy's studying to be a firefighter chance the rapper is studying to be a, a social worker yeah supposedly i mean most of the time he seems to pretty much be trying to be famous working on trying to be famous and um, then we have young sheldon who is who doesn't need to learn anything really no just kind he's of a genius a, but he's pre-med yeah. And so what's interesting to me about that is just, I would have thought that Kiefer was the only one that would have needed to use a gun, but I was so wrong. Oh, so can I explain to you why the rest of them might need to use a gun? Oh yeah, explain maybe it. Maybe we can, we can maybe tag team this if you sort of like, if it jogs your memory, because I did explain this in the episode, but so young, chugga, 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 choo, choo. young, here Sheld- comes the splain train. <laughs> Um, young Sheldon needs to know how to use a gun because if somebody has a bullet in them, he needs to know how it got there. So he needs to kind of know how a gun works. Um, okay. Melissa McCarthy. Chicken or the egg kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, Melissa McCarthy needs to know how a gun works because um, 
there is an ordinance in Chicago where um, firefighters are required to have guns, never to touch them or even use them, but she does need to actually just follow the safety protocol. Um, it right. just makes everybody safer if a fireman has a gun, a fire person, right. fire, fighter. Um, and then uh, Chance the Rapper needs to have one um, so that if somebody goes crazy, um, he can protect himself. He's like a good guy with a gun. You know, he's like the proverbial good guy with a gun. Right? That was easy. And then Juliana Margulies needs to know about gun safety because a lot of times guns are evidence in court cases. So she needs to know that if there's like one in a plastic bag with fingerprints on it, how to like hold it properly and how to show it to people without accidentally setting it off. That's such an interesting uh, splain train segment that we just did here. So now yep. I know a lot more than I had known before. And where did you learn all that? In the TV guide? Uh, no, it said it on the episode. Like I said before, I started telling you. Um, but you were kind of busy interrupting oh. me with the train thing. So you probably didn't notice. But they said it at the time you were not paying attention because you kept turning to me and saying, should we just turn this off and put the Johnny Cash DVD on? Was that all that voiceover with the... Um they brought that guy from, by voiceover, I mean, it was like we could hear his voice coming over the speakers and also see him standing on the screen. <laughs> it was um, that guy from the Unexplained Mysteries, oh. Unsolved Mysteries clip. Yeah. Who does the kind of, he asks all those questions, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was him. That was him, right? Yeah. He came, because he walked in, I remember, because we were watching the episode, and he walked into that room the same way he does in that thing where he asks all the questions. Right that video from unexplained mysteries and he started saying about the guns and why everyone would have to know about him. Right. And it was before the episode even started. It was like sort of an intro. Yeah. In this episode, you're about to see some guns and you might need to know why would some of these people need to use a gun? Well, how did these guns get here? (laughs) Who was holding the guns? Where is my beautiful gun? (laughs) Yes. This is not Uh, my beautiful gun. You may find yourself uh, holding a gun. You may find yourself pressing it to your temple. And I said, now he's speaking my language. And then you're like, let's put the Johnny Cash DVD on. (laughs) Let's put it on. Yeah. Anyway, we got through that Um, whole explanation. And then we were in the gun safety seminar. And it's in a huge lecture hall. Thousands and thousands of kids piled in. Thousands of people. It's like basically, um, it's actually in Chicago Stadium where the Chicago. It's Chicago Stadium. They put a tarp. over it because it's an uncovered stadium. Yep. And they so for um basketball <laughs> and they put a um <laughs> really good stuff. for Chicago for Chicago <laughs> it's a bas it's a stadium for Chicago style basketball. Um it's where they play it's where the Chicago style basketball team plays. Put some mustard and, um, on it. And they do have to put mustard on every shot because the uh, the hoop so slippery is 50, from 50 the feet in the air, and it's really <laughs> slippery because they only play in open in air, the, um, and then in the rain. <laughs> yeah. So you never know when a game's going to be. <laughs> but there wasn't um, a game happening right now. It was bright and sunny. Everybody was packed in there because it wasn't being used for a basketball game. Uh, and so the professor starts to, the professor um, who was played by the what's that professor's name from The Simpsons? With the glasses and the... There's that nerd guy in The Simpsons. You with know the, um, better than to ask me that. I don't know. Um, uh, I can't I can't remember his name. Principal you know, Skinner. 
Uh, it's like Professor Frank. Professor Frank. I've literally he, never heard um, of that guy in my life. He's like this guy here. And looks like a nerd. So, because I took a picture of the show when we were watching it. So they used him, basically, okay. Professor Frank. And uh, you remember. What do you mean you've never seen him? You watched the episode, right? No, that's what I, I've been saying. What I said to you when he came on screen is I've never seen that guy in my freaking life. And I did this whole thing. We actually just, pl- uh, okay, uh, and roll tape again. So what we just played for you was a clip of we, Sarah and I had recorded our audio from when we were watching the show. Right. And we played a clip of that live for you. Right. So yes, Professor Frank, they used him. I had looked him up before when we were watching to see if who it was. Now I know it's Professor Frank. Um, they used a cutout <laughs> of him, which was similar to something that they did in like season one, season two of Chicago Heroes. Right where they animated a whole episode using South Park-style construction paper cutouts. Right. Um, so they did that with Professor Frank, and he puts up, like, he, just this huge... On the um, the Jumbotron, he puts a PowerPoint. Yep. Um, <laughs> classic, like, PowerPoint, just, you know, want to blow your brains out kind of a PowerPoint. Yeah. Um, like, uh, you know, anim- a lot of text, a lot of text, very, very text heavy. Tried to use some of those like animations to make it so feel many more animations, fun, but it really, he had every word animated fun, every word to a click. So he had to <laughs> yeah. click for every single word and they all spun on the screen. Yes. He was doing like sort of, which was like very, the newspaper style kind of like, yeah, you know. which was also very processor heavy. So it kept kind of um, stuttering and everything. Did you know that it cost um, more to power that PowerPoint on the Jumbotron, like the server um, requirements? Um, it actually required more energy than um, a, a Bitcoin. For this episode. Mining, Yeah. Yeah, and that was and what was really fucked up about that. I read that too. Did you read that in the um behind the inside the episode notes? Uh no, I read that on wired.com. So, what I had read also on that wired article in the comments was um somebody in the comments said that the way that the producers paid for the jumbo because the jumbotron was so expensive, the way that they actually paid for it was that they mined bitcoin. Right to raise the money for it. Right. Um, and that so was it's smart. Like kind of, that's today's double fuck moment <laughs> of the episode. So what was awesome was this, this um, scene eventually got going. So, I mean, this scene really kind of got <laughs> what going. What was awesome is that the momentum really built. One of our characters, Juliana Marley, she was sitting in the stands of the class um, flicking spitballs. Yep. She's kind of twirling spitballs. her gun in, on her finger like an old-timey Western villain or something, or like some guy at like a saloon, and, and flicking spitballs. Yeah, and she was singing, bang, bang, at the door, baby. She was doing a B-52s kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, she sounded great. She sounded really good. She can really belt. Yes. Um, and imagine if Celine Dion was actually the lead singer of the B-52s. I love that. That's exactly what she sounded like. Bang, bang, at the dawn, baby. She's and yeah, that sounded those. exactly like that. 
I think the bangs sounded kind of like Celine. Yeah. Um, so, bang, bang. And that's what you think Celine Dion sounds like. At the dawn, baby. <laughs> A little bit like that. Um, so Juliana is really, she's being the class clown. She is. And we kind of knew that was going to be what it was. Yeah, that was the title of the episode, Class Clown. Class Clown. Was yep. the name of the <laughs> the name of the episode, and I thought I don't know if you thought I know that I had thought because I made a big huge bet on this I bet a thousand bucks on it uh-huh. that there was going to be clowns in the episode. Yeah, there weren't. I was sure there was going to be clowns. No, there's been clowns in every other episode of oh, the show. Two of them, yeah. Always in the background. Always in the background. In two episodes so far, they've had a clown. Walk through the back. Two clowns, um, <laughs> two clowns have walked through the background of a shot. Yeah, and w- I think what's <laughs> interesting and maybe why is it's a little bit of world building because Heroes University actually shares a campus with Chicago Clown College. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, we've never mentioned that before, <laughs> but it's true. Um, and the you can quote all me on the that. buildings look like two like uh, look like Harvey Two Face. From Batman. Yeah. Where one half is, we've always talked about how it's these brutalist buildings that they use for Chicago Uni- Heroes University. Uh-huh. Right? The other half, though, look like McDonald's play places. Exactly, yep. Straight down the middle. Yeah, it's really um, cool. It's actually awesome, and there's always... There's, An architectural there's really, marvel. I have felt like they should do more bits with that in the show. I think they will. With students at heroes university accidentally getting lost in the building, find their way into the clown side of things. Yeah. I think they will. Um, you know, clown, maybe you could have something where one of the clown classes, all of their red noses spill out into the halls or something. And somebody oh, slips on them. Clown car gun accident. Starts, gun starts going off, shooting people in the balls or something. <laughs> uh, or, yeah, and their gun, funny. Somebody, the red noses spill from the clown side of things into the hallway. One of the heroes slips on them. Their gun starts going off. It shoots. Um, uh, it shoots the uh, a helium t- a hydrogen balloon tank. The fire starts. Uh-huh. The clowns have got to use their clown noses to squirt the water to put out the fire. Um, That's. They should be do. They should be doing like that. that. Yeah. Instead, they've just got these two clowns that walk through. <laughs> In the background, almost like every always, frame, every frame, and they're it's in it's literally not every frame, every scene, it's in every scene, and they're always singing. I said um, what I said, and they're always <laughs> well, it's almost every frame. You're right. It's um, there's there was singing, you know. Yep. One, two, clowns walking through the scene. <laughs> do we have to? I'm just curious. Do we have so, to do a song about like everything on the. Well, so we don't have to. It's that was in the show. Yeah. So I, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, you have a gun <laughs> to your head to, right now. I don't want to do this. It's in the show. And, the clowns and our job every is scene. Explain, and our job is to explain the show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Walking through, humming. <laughs> One, two. two. Clowns are walking, walking through, through the, the scene. scene. And that's what I said now. Um, and then, so Juliana. Juliana Margulies, the professor calls her out. A good old classic call out. Yeah. Oh, Miss Juliana, do you think you're too good for this seminar? 
You think your gun safety skills are too polished? She goes, uh, yeah, no doy. Yeah, no doy. This is my third year here. I've done this a million times. <laughs> I fire guns off all the freaking time. I don't need this shit. And everybody mm-hmm. kind of laughs. And the professor says, well, young lady, if that's the case, why don't you just teach the class then? A big uh-oh. The whole class goes, ooh. ooh. And we heard that differently. Well, there are different intonations. Because so you heard, do yours again. Uh, and, and, uh, which is interesting. And mine was more of a like, oh. Yeah, there is a. Uh, and see i'm not gonna give you shit for that because i know for that singing you just did because i know that that was in the episode (laughs) and you didn't and you didn't want to do it no i had to i'm compelled by the nature of this podcast to do so we're required the listeners demand it yeah exactly Um, so she goes down and teaches yeah oh yeah she teaches the class she teaches and she teaches (laughs) She teaches them fast and she teaches them loose. She tells everyone to, let's go through, can you remember how many, it was a, she she basically, she pulled out her six shooter. Uh-huh. And she go, I, she said, I have a six point gun safety seminar. Uh, let's, she goes, let's fire up this six point gun safety seminar. And she shot the Jumbotron, which rendered it un, in, uh, like unusable. She said, where we're going, we don't need PowerPoint. Yeah, she's like, and, um, I don't need that to keep your attention. Just keep your eyes on me. And she has on one of those, uh, she has on one of those headsets that's like, that um, they use, that you might see Phil Collins using at a Genesis concert or like NSYNC or something. One of these arena rock type. Yeah. Just yeah. like the little wire that yeah. goes around to yeah. her mouth. I'm thinking of Tom Cruise. She was basically delivering... Tom Cruise's performance from Magnolia. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where he does the the kind of men's rights yep. kind of exactly that. seminar. Yep. Uh she basically delivers a performance like that. Yeah. I think she should get the Oscar for it. I don't know about what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I they should have literally said Oscar to you category. at the time she should get an Oscar for this. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we put it on the Johnny Cash TVD now? Yeah, you did say that, but I actually took away from her the lessons that she had taught. So she's, you know, she's walking back and forth. Um, she tells everyone to get out their guns. And then I thought you and I could just go through her six-point gun safety seminar. Yeah, sure. The first one, she says, okay, so first point here, we're going to turn on the gun. Okay. And then everyone turns on their gun in the, um, in the uh, stadium. She goes, second point, you want to uh, look down the barrel to make sure it's loaded. So you're going to want to check like this, and you want to point it directly at your face and look directly in the barrel. She goes, not like this, like this, not like this, like this. Exactly. And she, yeah, like like a yoga teacher almost, she goes around and corrects a lot of people's form. <laughs> it took a long time, because like we had said, there's <laughs> thousands, thousands of people. Literal thousands. So that took up most of the episode's runtime. <laughs> Yeah. That was seven hours. Hours. Um, so that was long. And at that point I was so interested though. <laughs> yeah. Because she really did she I actually thought, wow, she's a good teacher. Yeah. Um Yeah, she really cares. Looking, so everyone's looking down the barrel of their gun <laughs> and then to make sure that there's a bullet in it. And then she goes, Okay, now um, three. 
stop looking in your gun. Um, and I just want you to hold it and I want you to kind of don't pull the trigger, but I want you to touch the trigger and sort of just feel it in your hand, feel the weight of it, feel the weight of the, the gun, sort of just get familiar, um, get a little intimate, just like, you know, make it feel like it's part of your hand. Yes. Um, they started, there was an amazing needle drop right here. It was like, a. I keep on falling in and now a love or what in and out of love with you. That one. Yeah. That, uh, Alicia that? keys, that? Alicia keys, big needle drop. Um, they played this like a romance <laughs> where the people are kind of caressing their triggers. Yeah. Um, by now, what was our count at? Not for the points for the, um, I know we're on the third point. That's three points. What was our count for how many students at this point had <laughs> blown off their own limbs or heads couple hundred it were at least at a couple hundo um and that's that's actually something they say at the beginning of the seminar screaming that's that's something they say at the beginning of the seminar too it's which is not all of you are walking out of here medic medic we're hearing a lot of medic medic in this scene um, cause when the people were staring down the barrel, they're gone. <laughs> she hadn't said, don't put your finger on the trigger. And so right off the bat, a lot of people got confused. 50, 60, hundred of them. Yeah. But p- p- you know, uh, <laughs> um, little bit of an, Uh-oh. so point four. What was point four? She said, uh, locate the threat. Locate the threat. Um, yes. And then everyone starts and she goes, yeah. ah, ah, ah. She goes, two. And then they start kind of going, she's not finished with her sentence. Um, she goes, your. Uh-huh. And it kind of, everyone's like looking around. Okay, is she done yet? Uh-huh. Um, and she goes, uh. Yeah, she, what um, is this? And she, I can't remember what the last thing she, <laughs> I can't remember how she finished the sentence. Locate. <laughs> the threat to your hunger. And then she goes, you're very, she goes, you're very, you're probably very hungry from points one, two, three, and you can't operate a gun on a empty stomach. Now point five, grab a Snickers. So everyone grabs a Snickers. So everyone looks for the threat to their hunger. Okay. They find it and it's in their belly. So everyone finds it in their belly and they all grab a Snickers um, and point six, do you remember point six? Yeah, she brings out a, like one of those, mm. um, like a, it's like a cardboard cutout. Yeah. Um, with a target on it. Um, but it's a little bunny rabbit. Yes. And then she, go- <laughs> yes, little bunny, she brings that out. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, don't shoot, six. don't shoot. <laughs> don't shoot was the final point. So that was kind of an interesting Six-point gun safety seminar. So should we go ahead and recap what those six points were? Yeah. So the first one was... Turn on your gun. Turn on your gun. Two was look down the barrel to make sure there's a bullet in the chamber. Three was just hold the gun, feel the weight of it, touch the trigger, but don't pull the trigger. Just get intimate with your gun. Feel it. Feel like it's part of your hand. Four, locate the threat to your hunger. Five grab a snickers six don't don't shoot shoot. don't shoot so 
everybody claps for her. <laughs> really huge. Everyone, <laughs> everyone who's still alive. A lot of them have shot each other by now. Um, and this is why they call, this is why they call this um, seminar. Gun safety. The, that's why they call it gun safety, but that was a nickname. Do you remember the, the nickname was um, the Reapin, right? Like from the Hunger Games. Um, yeah. And it's because... It separates the wheat from the chaff. Yes. Because they actually over-admit to Heroes University every year. They admit yeah. like three times too many students, but they know that a good number of them will die in the gun safety um, seminar. You know where I'd like to get admitted to? Um, the Euros University. So that's funny. So what is that? So is that, so were you, did you just locate the threat to your hunger? Is that what had happened? Yeah. So I, I do love, um, I do love a Euro. Um, oh, me too. But you know what I don't like? And this is going to really fuck you up. I think you probably can guess. Tzatziki, I don't like. You don't like cucumbers. I like cucumbers. I actually came around to cucumbers don't in the like past year. Don't like yogurt. Yeah. Cucumbers and mayo, I came around to in the past but year. you don't like yogurt. No. So I now, I, I couldn't understand why you're talking about the euros and everything, but now I do because of the yogurt thing. Um, because, yeah, the yogurt was, um, the yogurt was so, was the way that the next scene had started. Um so there was, uh, there's basically, we cut to, um, we cut to like the next later that day or whatever. There's, um, yeah, I can't talk about things just to talk about them. They always have to relate back to the show. And you know that about me. I just couldn't have come up with why the heroes that I know it rhymed with. Oh, it rhymes with heroes. It almost sounds like heroes. Heroes rhymes with heroes. Heroes rhymes with heroes. You don't listen, do you? <laughs> yeah, that's me right I now. I don't think I'm... you ever really hear me. That's me. I am the freaking joker about this right now. That don't impress me much. Didn't we have a whole thing at the very top of <laughs> about not being impressed? Not being impressed by... So I don't remember. So... That was easy. The next <laughs> scene opens with um, a employee. Yeah, so we should just say that was like kind of the cold that open. That was the cold open. Of, yeah. It was like seven, seven and a half hours ish long. hours. Um, and then we cut to the next scene to a, an employee of the campus bookstore. That's right. Um, the Played by DJ Qualls. <laughs> DJ so we got DJ Qualls eating. A, he's sitting out in the kids' corner of the bookstore, which is the only place he can get some fucking peace and quiet. Yeah, um, eating his yo plate, and he's got a banana yo plate, and he's eating it. He does not like it. He's making. I don't, a, and I didn't like looking at it making either. Making a face after every bite, eating in the kids, um, the kids' corner of um, what was the campus bookstore? called i'm trying to remember it was like a hero uh, sort of a pun with not with heroes heroes but like with a heroic <laughs> type of a word and with books and stuff oh that's right epic it was called books. epic um 
books and stuff. So <laughs> he's at Epic Books and Stuff, which is the campus bookstore, eating his banana yogurt. He's um, he's on a break, and yep. we were on a break. There's this, you know, this guy holding all his um books. He's got all his books for his classes. Yes, a big armful so of books. books. He's like, hey, can I get some help around here? Can I get some help around here? And um, DJ Qualls does the we were on a break thing. Um, uh, we were on a break. I was on a break. He goes over to check this guy, to ring this guy up, right? Uh-huh. And he just keeps scanning book after book. Bleep, ching, bleep, ding, bleep, 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 ching. There's still kind of noises coming from the register. Uh, All kind of noises coming from the register. And the numbers, the numbers are going up. Oh, my God. I don't think I've ever seen a number that high. Um, Huge number on the register. And the guy that's checking out, he goes, I can't afford to pay that. He goes, I cannot afford to pay for these books. DJ Qualls like, okay. Okay, not my freaking problem. Yeah. What do you want me to do about it? Hmm, seems like that's a you problem. <laughs> okay. The guy kind of... So should I put him back? He gives a little smile and a laugh almost, but he looks angry. Yeah. He looks like a- very <laughs> angry. <laughs> yes, but he does... <laughs> yes, and that seems to me he's now a dangerous man. Because <laughs> he looks angry, but he's doing those. And to me, that's a dangerous man. <laughs> he goes, well, I guess I can just go fuck myself then. I guess you just tell me to fuck myself. And DJ Qualls goes and like... And DJ Qualls is like, no, actually, I'm not. He says like, it's a I just, free country. Either I can sell you the books or not. <laughs> he says both those things. Um, <laughs> he goes, either I can sell you the books or not. At the same time. And he goes, but also, it's a free country. Um, yeah. And that makes the guy even more mad. And he does a speech. Yeah. He does a speech. <laughs> he Long says, speech. Yeah, I keep hearing that. It's a free country. America, the land of the free, the home of the brave. Well, how free is it really if a student, a college student studying to be a hero, cannot afford to educate himself? cannot afford the books that he needs, the tools he needs to get an education. How free is it really? Is he free to make any choices? Is he in control of his own destiny? Does he control his fate? Or is he merely uh, a tool of the system? Is he merely uh, a cog in the machine, predestined to serve his role that has been planned for him since his birth, since his father's birth, since his father's father's birth? And uh, everybody at this point is um, weeping, cheering, cheering, and weeping. <laughs> um, and he pulled, and the guy he then he pulls it. He takes, <laughs> then he um, takes, then he then takes off his bad. He pulls, he takes off his backpack. He pulls out a big gun, and he says, uh, "Big, big, gun. big, 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 big guns, two of them." And he's got grenades. He opens his coat. He's got a big grenades, and <laughs> he goes, um, <laughs> "He goes now. This arrest. is happening." Yeah, he says you're. He says now this is happening. You're under arrest, and they go, "Aren't you a student?" And DJ Qualls is kind of like, "Wait, what? You're a student, and you can't arrest me." Also, it doesn't look like I'm being. It looks like you are doing a crime. And he says, 
uh, I'm sorry, I must have used the wrong word. You're being held in a hostage hostage situation. situation. <laughs> sorry, I've never done this before. That's what he said after that. <laughs> exactly. He's kind of now he starts. He had the whole speech planned and everything, but then, and then the regular dialogue. Like, he's uh, just like kind all of, over the place. <laughs> he's kind of fumbling. He goes, uh, "This is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass, Larry." He's quoting movies. He's but um, <laughs> but he, go- he says milk was a bad choice. <laughs> exactly. He um is uh. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? And finally, yeah. he gets himself back together, and he goes, Chance the Rapper is there. Chance the Rapper is one of our <laughs> other main characters. Guys, he speaks heroes. up. He he asks, like, you know, and he sings it, of course, but I'll spare you. He, he goes, um, he goes, <laughs> excuse me, what is happening? Um, he goes, what? Ha, 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 ha. I was just trying to shop for some books and now I'm feeling shook up. Um, and he asks this guy what he's doing to them. And he goes, I'll tell you what's happening. I'm doing a John Q to you right now. And then somebody's like, hey, I, I'm i freaking 18 years old. I don't know what that means. What is that? Yeah, a lot of people start speaking up. They're saying they never seen the movie John Q. Um, they go like John Q. And like, what is that? Like some conspiracy thing? And he's like, No, 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 no. The guy, is that the about guy, John Quincy Adams? Yeah, and he gets really mad. He starts laughing again, and <laughs> he goes, <laughs> he goes. It was an award-nominated movie starring Denzel Washington, in which he uh, holds up a hospital to get his uh, family members' medical treatment paid for. Uh, he holds hostages in a hospital. He goes, and I'm doing that to you now, but I want my books paid for. And everybody's kind of like, oh, that's freaking serious. Um, and we should have specified the actor playing this guy, this student, is, De- I mean, it's Denzel, sort of. Sort of. It's the guy who played the Denzel uh, lookalike in Game Night. Exactly. So it's that guy. Um, yeah. And he. So I wonder where he got the idea. <laughs> so he's like, "Hey, I look like." He makes he gets <laughs> zip ties. Yep, and he zip ties DJ Qualls up. Yeah, and and pretty much like hog ties him. Hog. He zip ties the regular <laughs> folks, and he hog ties DJ <laughs> Qualls, and he chicken wires chance. Yeah, and he dog pants some of the women and he yeah. horse um strangles this old guy yeah the janitor. that was sad yeah yeah it was really um sad but it was also sexy wasn't it sexy <laughs> well i viewed the kiss that they shared more as like adversarial than romantic there it was kind of a batman and the joker sort of a moment um, do they kiss all the time <laughs> that rocks so this oh, was tense did man you, did if batman this... and the joker kissed that would be so funny dude epic epic books and, oh and my stuff. god they should make one where batman and the joker kiss but it's like um 
but but it's like um but it's like but it's supposed to be Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin. So explain that. So it's like it's like Batman and the Joker kiss, but it's like Trump. Maybe they're at a Halloween party, like but Trump they're dressed is as dressed Trump and Vladimir as... Putin. Oh, that's funny. I was going to go even the other route. Trump is dressed up as Batman and Putin is dressed up as Joker, but I like Batman is dressed up as Trump <laughs> and the Joker is dressed up as Putin and they're at a Halloween party and they kiss. Do you think Batman would go to Halloween dressed as Batman? Batman would go to Halloween dressed as Batman. Is that what you ask? Yeah. He would probably um, go as Robin and kind of make a whole thing about how like much he sucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, hi, everyone. Did you notice? Uh, you know, it's not me because my dick looks huge in this. <laughs> exactly. Uh, hi. Hi. Um, oh, excuse me. Hi, everyone. Do you have any um, gluten-free cheese? Uh, do you get it? I'm Robin. Uh, every, yeah. Yeah. Had to ride my tricycle over here. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was. Uh, I would say it was uncomfortable uh, on my balls, but I don't have any. Oh, I love it. They haven't I dropped think that's great. yet. I, I would say it was uncomfortable on my uh, on my uh, Robin's eggs, but I haven't laid them yet. <laughs> and then somebody's like, "Do you mean is that a thing about your balls?" And he's like, "Yes." So the point is, this scene was so tense. Were you like tense? Oh my god, I was white knuckling. I was. It. My teeth were chattering. Yeah, I was white knuckling. Um, I, I said, "You know what, Ben? Let's turn on that Johnny Cash DVD." <laughs> I get so nervous. Yeah. When there was that, because there was that moment where one of the um, hostages tries to make a move. Yeah, tries to kiss him tries to kiss uh yeah tries to kiss denzel to distract him enough so that one of the other hostages can could um, disarm take him. his guns yeah. yeah um but that other hot and it worked you know he, he the kiss was amazing oh um, oh. oh there was so much tongue <laughs> they were unzipping each other's shorts and <laughs> you know i um, he was wearing shorts <laughs> sucking each other's cocks and everything and this the other but the other hostage the problem was because they we they had that one of those classic bank robbery kind of whisper fingering each other's asses fingering each other's asses and everything it was yeah. he was so i mean he was distracted <laughs> anything could have happened the world could have ended and he wouldn't have known mouthful of dick <laughs> mouth around his dick fingers all of his fingers occupied and and it's dope. Um, but the problem was in the whispered exchange between the two hostages beforehand, <laughs> the one who was supposed to disarm Denzel had thought that he was supposed to literally disarm him, <laughs> you know, like take take his arms off. Um, and so he was trying. So he spent the whole time reading a surgery textbook from the textbook section. How to do it tastefully. How to tastefully take someone's arms off to make them taste good. Getting the best cut. It was Hannibal Lecter's How to butcher guide to uh, an arm. Butchering. The butchering a human. Presented by Sweeney Todd. Yeah. So, uh, huge flub. It was funny, kind of. Oh, I was laughing. It was funny that he kept messing it up, but then when Denzel finally, when he busted and he got that moment of clarity, 
and he noticed that what post was happening. Post nut clarity will get you every time. And post uh, nut clarity would be a funny name for a breakfast cereal, wouldn't it? Sure. You know, post raisin bran. Yeah, I I know post cereal is post nut clarity. Yeah, because it's a raisin nut bran. Post nut clarity. Post nut clarity. So, but when he killed the hostages who had tried to stop him, that was not funny. No, unfortunately, that was really bloody and sad. Um, so the the campus, so we cut to the president of the campus who was, remind me who the president of Heroes University was. Um, it um, is freaking. Which actor was that? Um, it's freaking. Oh, its name was on the tip of my tongue. Um, it's. Uh, oh my God, who was it? Michael Imperioli is the football coach. Yeah, and he was in like a relationship with the president of the college, Where's right? Where's a seersucker suit. It's like Colonel Sanders, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's not played by a Colonel Sanders type guy it's, it's at all. It's basically like Colonel Sanders. Yeah, basically. And, um, he, we cut to him and Michael Imperioli talking about <laughs> how they have to get a, they, like, we got to send in, like, Michael Imperioli is like... Let's send in the National Guard. It's like, just, yeah, send in the National Guard. Send in everybody. Uh, we don't negotiate with terrorists at... Uh, we don't negotiate with terrorists at Heroes University. Um, That's right. And the president is like, I'm going to send in a... Is basically like... I'll say, I'll say, I'll say I'm going to send in a negotiator. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? Yeah, scene? I do. I'm so really beating myself up for not knowing the name of this actor. Oh, the actor. I can't remember it for the life of me. Um J.K. Simmons, maybe. He's been in a lot, He's but in I don't every think it's episode. Him. He's in a him. bunch of episodes. Was it <laughs> And see, now I want to say it's Norm MacDonald because he's played the colonel, but it wasn't him. No, not Reba McIntyre. Um, anyway, the point, so let's just, can we just, like, we'll think of it later. Um, but for now, it's the president of the university. And for now, he's it's like, the I'm, present, and we should be in it. Yeah, he's like, I got to call in and negotiate. Yeah. Right? I'm, and we cut he does. To, he picks up his red phone. Yep, big right? red phone. And he puts on his brown pants. Big um, brown pants. And he puts on his red shirt. He's getting ready for battle and uh, ring, ring on the phone, baby. Yeah. It's pick up the line. We cut to a split screen telephone Uh call. And we just see the close up of this person's mouth. So we don't know who it is yet. We don't know who it is yet. And she goes, Mr. President. Uh huh. And he says, I need you. I need you now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've been waiting for your call. That's great. We have a situation and we need you to get down to the bookstore right now. She starts tying a cherry stem with her mouth. And he goes, I can hear we're what you're doing, but I can't even. Cherry red lips. Yeah. He's like, I can't hear what, I can hear what you're doing and I don't care. Just get over here. Go <laughs> negotiate. I've told you a million times I'm gay. He goes, I'm gay. I'm gay. I'm, I'm like gay, literally I'm married gay. to a man. I'm He's in the room with me. Now. I'm never leaving him. He's the love of my life and my best friend. 
and no amount of whatever this bullshit is is ever going to get me to leave him. Please just come here and negotiate this hostage situation at Epic Books and stuff. We go to it. Op- it starts opening up like a party line, like the Brady Bunch, where <laughs> yeah. other <laughs> other mouths start joining other, the start line. joining. It. They're all tying. They get like, Mister President, <laughs> I got your call. <laughs> They're tying. One of them starts tying a um, she's tying a uh, like a twist tie from a like a loaf of bread, tying it in her mouth. Uh huh. There's another one. Oh, happy birthday, Mr. <laughs> President. And how did all these people get on the phone? Rope. Um, well, I assumed it's a party. It's like a phone tree. Oh. You know, cause, cause the, oh, I forgot to say the first one, the first woman, she goes like, um, once she goes, one second, let me dial. She goes, let me dial in my friends. Maybe we could change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> and the president's like, actually, like, no, no, like, I'm really no. pissed. And that sounds even worse. Yeah. No, like, I don't I'm, even want one more. pussy. I don't want more than one. It's too many. Too many. Um, he goes to, he, he goes, um, he goes, it's like I've always said, two pissies, two pissy, two pissy. <laughs> Let's do it. Two. Two pissies don't make a punis. And he's like, <laughs> he goes, Michael Imperioli goes like, uh, you're doing it again. You're mixing up your words. You always do that when you're nervous, when you're freaking out. And it's and so goes, two pussies cute. Don't make a, two pussies don't make a penis. And then he hangs up. He says, get here now. And he hangs up. Well. Um, that was actually the sub, and that was the subtitle of the episode in the TV <laughs> guide, right? It was, um, cl- it was. Um, Class clowned. <laughs> class clowned parentheses or two pissies don't make a punis <laughs> that was good so the negotiator shows up to the um and it's played by anna ferris anna ferris is who it was a big reveal the yeah. house bunny herself and she's wearing a bunny costume <laughs> she shows up to the bookstore uh-huh. adjusting she's and this is like one of these classic i love that they do this they love to play with um expectations they do so she's adjusting she's very um can we say that she's very pretty oh can we yeah she's very pretty um, we don't uh hold back on this podcast when we're talking about how pretty people are and she is very <laughs> very pretty and rather competent, I will say. Yes. I was like, Competent. Okay. And I'm not holding my hands out in front of my two, my chest like I'm doing too. She's very competent. I'm not doing that. No, you're I not. Mean, I don't mean she's like God. I don't mean I'm not holding my hands in front of my breasts like I'm doing breasts. I'm saying she's literally, she's competent. Very good at her job. Yes, very good at her job. But they love to play with expectation because she's adjusting her bunny costume like out of her crack and she's got a cigarette that she stubs out. Uh-huh. Um, and she she rips ass right before she <laughs> walks into the uh Yeah. <laughs> the bookstore. Yeah, and this was a smell o vision episode, so we got to smell Booyakasha. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes in there and she does her little thing and she tries to negotiate and he's like Yeah, she Listen. tries to negotiate with Denzel. She's like I will pay half of this out of my own pocket. I can't yeah. afford all of it, just like you can't afford all of it. So that kind of puts us on the same page. Um, yeah. Which is a classic hostage negotiation tactic. Yes. 
Yeah. She goes, neither of us can, uh, yeah, she goes like, uh, <laughs> she starts, um, she goes, you want money? You want money? And she starts pulling out the money that she can't afford to pay him. And he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't want your money. I don't want your fucking money. This isn't about that. And she goes, of course it's about that. You're doing a John Q, right? And he goes like, who says I'm doing a John Q? She says, you said you're doing a you John Q. You literally did. You literally said it. And he goes, I don't want your fucking, I, he's, I don't want your fucking blood money. He goes, literally, you're asking for blood money. He's like, I don't, I, uh, he goes, I, I want, no, I'm asking for book money. I want book money. And she goes, uh, you want book money? Here, here's book money. And she starts burning the, she's lighting the money on fire. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's crazy. God, it was such an intense scene. Yeah. Um, and then they really kissed for a while. They had a big kiss. <laughs> big sex. Um, big sex. They did ass to ass and everything. And <laughs> she leaves. And she goes, <laughs> she leaves. She says, thanks she for goes, everything. Yeah. And we see a phone call again with her. And she goes with her and the president. She goes, couldn't do I'm it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. You're going to have to spank me. I <laughs> she goes, I tried, but I'm very sorry. You're going to have to I was so bad at my job. Spank my naughty bottom. <laughs> and he goes, seriously, this is so fucking disgusting. Like, I, yeah. this is, I don't know if this works on anybody, but it is not working on me. <laughs> and you have to fucking stop. So this was a big L for the negotiator. Yeah. Did not resolve the situation. At John all. Q, actually Denzel doing the John Q thing, he, he at this point, there's hostages. It's been dragging on. I mean, he's got hostages st- actually starving. Yeah. Um, and the DJ books, calls goes, I really wish I had that banana yogurt right about now. Big laugh. <laughs> Yeah, everybody point, in the bookstore laughed. <laughs> and we needed that laugh because at that point, Chance the Rapper now, he's been hitting on all the women yeah, in the... doing slam poetry. Hostage circle. All the zip tie... All the um, dog-pantsed women. He's been hitting on... He's zip-tied. He's been hitting on the dog-pantsed women. And he's doing slam poetry, like you said. Yeah. Um, did you have a favorite slam poem that you did? And just hit us with that. Um, yeah, sure. And just hit us with that one. Yeah, sure. Um, and why do I have to read a book and try to learn if the way that I learn is by touching the earth beneath my feet, if it is by the way that I taste my juice box in the cafeteria, if it is by the way that I draw a picture of my feelings, if it is by the way that I feel feel the hot sun on my skin in the morning why must i touch a book why must i open a book to learn if i can learn in any other possible way the end brava 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 that was my favorite one wait a second wait okay do your second favorite one Oh my! Se- oh, so I've got to share my second favorite one. Um, we should say that the one that you had just done was probably the one that got him closest to having sex. To, to having sex, he was flirting with these slam poems 
the women, if they had not been dog pants, you could tell that one of them actually kind of strained out of her dog pants so hard that she was able to plug her ears. Um, <laughs> but, but during the one that you just did, that was the only one where a woman looked at him. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> mine was not my, my second favorite one. Um, and the John Q guy can't hear any of this by the way, because he's got them all in a back. They're in a yeah, store. Doesn't mode, care. Pretty much. Um, uh, my second favorite one has to be the one that he did right after the, um, right after the Italian guy who the foreign exchange student, the Italian guy, um, actually crapped himself and mm. chance kind of tried to like, just, I'm just placing us in the episode mm-hmm. right after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not stalling was the name of the poem. Um, so I'm not stalling was the name of the poem that chance, uh, did. He goes, I'm not stalling. I'm not trying to buy time. I'm not trying to buy your love. Love can't be bought unless it's from a robot. Then it can be commanded, but you can't give a woman a commandment. I meant to say, I'm not stalling. I need a bathroom stall. No, that guy does. That Italian guy he just blasted ass, blasted off. Uh, and then he, um, so I go, I'm not stalling. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to think of the next thing to say. I know exactly what I want to say to you. You're beautiful. You deserve love. At you deserve me. And at this point, everybody started kind of barfing. <laughs> Everyone was barfing. At that um, point, he goes, you deserted me. I'll buy you dessert for free if you see me at a grocery. Grocery. Yes, he said at a grocery or a Dairy Queen. Would you be my Dairy Queen? Uh, There goes a queen is what I say when I see you. Yeah. And that kind of went on for about 30 minutes. So that goes on forever. And um, that was kind of the B plot for this whole <laughs> TV show was like Chance trying to flirt. And that was some, it was a much needed B plot, I thought. Oh, yeah. Really rounded out <laughs> the episode. I mean, at this point, it's kind of almost an F plot or something. Yeah. Because we have, we've had a number of But to me, it was an A plus plot. Exactly. So then what happens? Something big happens. Kiefer Sutherland well, shows up. Yeah, I mean, this whole time, um, this whole time there's been picture in picture, which Heroes University does so, so well, well all the time, showing the other heroes just basically like hanging out. Right. Right? They don't know that there's a John Q situation going on. No. At the bookstore. Not at all. They've been playing um, Pinochle. Yeah. They've been playing. We Backgammon. basically see the other. So they've been playing Pinochle and Backgammon. And um, the end shoots and ladders. Of course. Um, basically, they've been playing all the games from the game closet. It's the first day of class. Um, 
<laughs> and uh, they just all been hanging out after the gun safety seminar. Yeah. To celebrate how well Juliana did. How yes. Yeah. Um, she because we saw in the picture in picture, you know, um, Kiefer Sutherland said to her, "Let me take you out. Let's celebrate." Let's, I'll take you anywhere. What do you want? You want the moon? You want me to pull it down for you? And she goes, I want to play Pinochle. <laughs> How about a round of Pinochle? So they all do that. Melissa McCarthy, Young Sheldon, Kiefer Sutherland, and Juliana with teams. Um, and, and Melissa McCarthy's being kind of mean, and she keeps winning every game. Because she's arguing, and because she keeps arguing, this is in the picture in picture, and there's subtitles on the picture in picture, so that's how we know what's happening because they don't play the sound from it. Right. Um, she, she keeps arguing that you can, you can break the Trump suit. You can start a trick. You can start a trick by breaking the Trumps. You can break a Trump suit starting a trick. Um, and Kiefer keeps saying you can't do that. And they have this whole kind of through line of this plot. Right. Um, and then they call the whole thing off and he goes to the bookstore. Well, yeah. I mean, I was going to even say, if you remember from the episode that he actually says, I'm going to go to the, if you do you remember what he says about the bookstore? He goes, I'm going to go to the <laughs> bookstore and get a book of rules on Pinochle. <laughs> he does. He does say that. And Melissa McCarthy, at that point, she's the one that says, let's just call the whole thing off. Yeah. And he goes, no, 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 no. Not so fast. <laughs> no, no, no. She goes, no, it's a long way to the bookstore. He goes, no, I think, you know what? I think it might be worth it to try to see, he goes, to see I who's right here. Eight minute mile. And, and he she can. goes, well, it's two minutes away. <laughs> so he goes there. Yeah. And guess what? I was what? done. He goes there. Yep. Your thing now. And guess what? There's a hostage situation. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Big surprise. That was a really it good It was a big one. surprise for him. Wow, wow, He's a very nice. Huge surprise for this guy. So he shows up and he's like, what the fuck? There's a hostage that's what he situation says to, here? <laughs> so he says to DJ Qualls, he goes, what the fuck? He goes, what's going on? DJ Qualls goes, work sucks. <laughs> That was good. <laughs> it was such a good needle drop that they used in the episode. It was amazing. So Kiefer Sutherland is pissed and he sees that there's a hostage yeah, situation. Really, he goes, I just need a book. Can I get a book? And John Q. Denzel says, "No, uh, if I'm not getting a book, nobody's getting the book. Okay? Okay, capiche? Yeah, and Kiefer Sutherland starts trying to... So he goes, tries to read a book. Read the, <laughs> he goes to the game sections, tries to start reading it. Denzel Washington like, following him around. fucking reading one word on my watch. That's right. Goes, and then part Kiefer of that don't Sutherland, you understand? Kiefer Sutherland says, mm, you don't have words on your watch. You have numbers on your watch. <laughs> That's a really funny bit that they have that kind of goes... Um, it goes too long is the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you remember, because it was like, if you remember the bit, I'll do it verbatim. <laughs> he goes, Denzel goes, and it was so long, um, the way the show stretched it out. Denzel goes, nobody is reading one fuck, <laughs> one fucking word on, or one word on my watch. 
what about that don't you understand? And Kiefer Sutherland goes, mm, you don't have words on your watch. You have numbers on your watch. Um, and that was the whole bit. <laughs> so, in my opinion, way too long. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, um, so then Kiefer Sutherland gets an idea. He, yes, he gets an idea. And, and remind me how he got the idea. Because it's funny, with cinema, <laughs> there's, we actually... I know that sometimes what Heroes University will do is they'll just put a thought bubble or a light bulb above a character's head to show like they got an idea out of nowhere. Well, but so this what time happens he is a way that he got it. He gets he feels a vibration in his pants and it's his phone. And he pulls out yeah. his phone and he has a text notification from Juliana Margulies. We can't see mm-hmm. what it says. But mm-hmm. Denzel Washington says, What did I say? Put the fucking phone away. You're not reading mm-hmm. a single thing. Mm-hmm. But Kiefer Sutherland Amen. already had the idea has the idea that he needs. Uh-huh. He's reminded. He's yes. reminded of his gun safety class earlier that day. <laughs> he was reminded of it because he got a text from Juliana uh, Margulies. It was a... Um, yes, and he... It was a dick pic. But we see that later. Yeah, yeah. Um, All we see is her name and- at this point. And it's his own dick pic. She's sending it back it's to his him. his own dick pic. She's it's kind of like a, is, you don't, actually, I don't want that. Exactly. So it was, uh, that was actually, I thought, um, today's, um, you know, feminist five seconds. So every oh, episode yeah. of Sending Heroes a dick pic back when you don't want it. Five seconds that are kind of a feminist commentary. So these episodes can be... I would say also at most, at most five seconds that are feminist. At most, yeah. I mean, these episodes can be eight or nine hours long. And there's always at least five seconds, though, and at most, where they do <laughs> a feminism. Right. So, and and anyways, this guy was doing a terrorism, and um, Kiefer Sutherland got the idea from the gun safety class on how yeah, to stop him. Yeah, he says... Um, yeah, he says, you know, uh, is it okay if I, uh, is it okay? I'm trying to th- remember how he got his gun out. Um, because he had gone, oh, we should say he had, John Q had set up a metal detector at the door. He had made Kiefer go through a metal detector just to come in. <laughs> yeah. And so he it went off. <laughs> it went off yep. and Kiefer goes, it's, um, he goes, that's my pacemaker. Um, I've got a bad heart. And John Q goes, really? Um, prove it. And Kiefer goes, well, it's I can run an eight-minute mile. And um, John Q goes, that's not very fast. And Kiefer goes, exactly. And John <laughs> Q goes, okay, you must have a bad heart. Um, so, But of course, Kiefer was lying. Right. It was his gun. Exactly. So he asks Denzel, he goes, I'm sorry. Um, he goes, ha, oh. He puts his hand e- up to his chest. Ah. He goes, oh, e, ah, ah, ah. Bang, bing, bang. bing, bang. And Denzel goes, is it your heart? He's worried. Is it your heart? And Keith goes, yeah, I need to adjust my pacemaker. And... So he opens his coat and he reaches in to get his pacemaker is what we think. But he gets his gun <laughs> and he shoots John Q dead. You <laughs> wish. 
I wish. You wish. I wish. Is what you said to me. You said, you said, um, I wish well, it, I wish it would just pull it out said, and shut dead. They showed that, and you said, I wish that really happened <laughs> after it cut back to showing that that was a fantasy. Kiefer's fantasy of how he handled the situation. And so, why don't you say what actually happened? Well, what had actually had happened after they showed the fantasy version? See, I had thought that you were going to do that part, but. I guess I can do it. Um, no, I did my he, part. Well, he took out his gun and first he said, I'm sorry. He goes, sorry, I just have to, uh, he goes, oh, sorry. Yeah, this is like John Q goes, That's, is that your pacemaker? And John and Kiefer goes, uh, yeah, I just got to um, turn it off. And he tries to turn it off. But actually what he's doing is he's turning on his, his gun. gun. Right. And um, he goes, ah, oh, dang, dang thing won't turn off. And then he looks down the barrel of it. He goes, let me see, just let me check this, you know. Um, just let me check it. He looks down the barrel, uh-huh. right? Of course, we know what's happening yeah, at this goes, point. Yeah, I'm sorry. I need, to, I need to, like, feel around in here for a second and just, like, make sure mm-hmm. this is right. I keep on falling in and out yep. of love. With you. And then he takes out the gun and he shoots John Q dead. And he goes, Yep. I wasn't hungry. It's such a killer, killer line. Um, I didn't even know he had been checking for the threat of his locating. (laughs) I didn't even know that he had tried to locate the threat of his hunger. (laughs) I didn't even know he had done it. Some rules are made to be broken. That's the next thing he says. <laughs> yeah. He goes, guess I wasn't hungry. <laughs> or he goes, guess, he goes, I wasn't hungry. Guess I'm Some rules are made to be, <laughs> to be broken. And everybody in there was kind of like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. thanks. And that was and, the end um, of the ep- episode. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That was a great end. Um, so. Oh, and then the bye-bye so man showed up and said bye-bye. The bye-bye man showed up and said bye-bye. <laughs> what? It's time for now is our favorite is my favorite segment. Sarah, real quick, because we're running out of time here. Yeah. Who was your sixth hero for this week? Everybody knows that there's five heroes on a team. Sometimes you need a sixth sixth hero to sure yeah pick up the slack um i would say the sixth hero was and i'm not talking about the searchable log of all communications and knowledge right so i think the Did sixth you know hero to me the sixth hero to me was dj qualls because he is a true working class guy that understands having a job sucks he was taking his breaks like a good worker should um, you are given those for a reason and you should take every last second of them. So up oh, DJ Qualls is my sixth hero. Who is your sixth hero, Ben Flores? For me, the sixth hero this week would have to be John Q played by the Denzel impersonator. <laughs> um, for me, he is also a working class hero. Um, his speech, his speech. Un- really unreal yeah very moving <laughs> i thought it was one of the best pieces of writing they've ever had on this show yeah besides um, like that slam poem from chance that was pretty amazing <laughs> yeah the oh the second is the second best one? no the f- first best one the first best oh see 
That one I've been rethinking after <laughs> I heard the second one again. I was thinking, wow, that one is really good. So um, that was my sixth hero. So that brings me to Our my favorite segment. favorite segment, which is... Hit us with a gripe from the pipe, Sarah. Um, this is an unconventional gripe, but our friend Elsie, who is active sandal on Twitter says, miss you both. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. Really trying to tug at my heartstrings. It seems like it's working. We miss you too, Elsie. Trying to tug at them. Tug my heartstrings. So here's a question, and it's from a big bowl of microwaved eggs um, at Critical Doink on Twitter. Good bit. Um, why aren't more people eating microwaved eggs? Ben, I'm not even going to let you answer this one before I answer. Um, the answer is because it's disgusting. And I've microwaved an egg before. I have done it. I knew a guy when I was in elementary school who would he would um he would beat an egg and or he would beat maybe a couple eggs i don't know how many eggs he would beat um into a ziploc bag he would um beat them into like a ziploc bag and microwave them or something like that in there that's disgusting with the bag. that's really and gross. then he would eat those with like a spoon out of the bag outside the school well we would wait outside the school to be let in you know you get there in the morning and he would eat those eggs out of the bag. That's really bad. Um, okay. what Eggs in a bag sounds like, to me, I just want to say, eggs in a bag sounds like something that like Action Bronson should be saying. Sure. Yeah, that's... Egg, eggs in a bag. <laughs> I'm outside the school. I got the eggs in a bag. <laughs> that You're right. You sold me on it. You just needed to do the impression. <laughs> yeah. Um, the El Supremo detector at Double Grape Ape on Twitter mm-hmm. has asked us, "What's all the What's the deal with all cars having four wheels? Why can't some have five? It's a bad question. I just want to say. Um, oh yeah, it's a way worse question than why doesn't everybody eat microwaved eggs? I'm outside the school. I grab my tool. I got the eggs in the Ziploc. My boy drives up in his eye rock. So I think this is just a sheer question of balance. I suppose you could have four with one in the front, almost like a tricycle with two extra wheels. And <laughs> I guess that would be kind of badass if you had like a really long car. Um, and it could look nice. So I don't know why, but I don't disagree that five could could be a possibility. Um, it seems like you don't. I scramble them soft with the pepper and the salt, and if they're overdone, it's the principal's fault. Why I gotta go to school at eight fifteen? Are you Something a Beastie like Boy? So, so no, that's supposed to be Action Bronson. So are we done with the? So is there one more? We got one more gripe. There's a few more gripes, but I think we might save them for next time, unless you yeah, want to do all of them right now. No, I think that's good because um, 
because um, we really ate up a lot of the time of the gripe pipe with you answering that four wheels <laughs> thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, so we have some really good friends and fans so. who left us some more gripes, and I promise, promise, promise we will handle them on the next episode. They are definitely worth talking about. Much better than this week's besides Elsie. We miss you so much. And so where can our listeners hit us with those gripes? They can hit us hit us with gripes, um, questions, comments, concerns, quoras, theories at at please Chachas. Chachas Jeeves's at at please save me pod on Twitter. We love you, but we've got to leave you. Uh, this has been Please Save Me Pod. If you like it, please recommend it to a friend. If you don't like it, that's send it to an enemy. You um, miss an opportunity. If you love it, leave it a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us at Please Save Me Pod on Twitter. Subscribe to the show. And um, you will hate to see us go, but you will love to watch us leave. Bye-bye. Miss you already. Smells like courage. <laughs>